When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Earlier this month, the world saw a celebration nearly three quarters of a century in the making. The coronation of King Charles III. God save the king! The coronation is a unique spectacle of government and religion in the United Kingdom. Its elements date back more than a millennium. Its more modern version in 2023 featured a service at Westminster Abbey, ceremonial waving from the balcony of Buckingham Palace, and a concert that featured Katy Perry, Lionel Richie, and Miami-Dade County resident Andrea Bocelli. The problem for us, however, is Charles really doesn't have much of a connection to Miami at all. In fact, the two closest connections I can find is one virtual one when he spoke to the Chief Sustainability Officer Summit of 2021 hosted by the University of Miami. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm delighted to have been invited to speak at this CSO annual summit hosted by the Miami Herbert Business School at the University of Miami. And one in-person close call when then-Prince Charles met with a two-year-old orangutan named Ray from Monkey Jungle in Miami. Now, he was able to meet with the primate from Monkey Jungle because Prince Charles was in South Florida. He was just a little bit north in Palm Beach in Indian River. Prince Charles enjoyed time in Palm Beach County for one main reason, ponies and polo. The prince mopped his brow. His team had won a hard polo match, and he was rewarded with a porcelain pony and a kiss from his wife. Ken Reese, News at One, Palm Beach. So why am I talking about King Charles at all? Well, because unless you have some sort of legitimacy crisis, the only way you get one new king is the death of one old king or queen. This is BBC News from London. Buckingham Palace has announced the death of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. In a statement, the palace said the Queen died peacefully at Balmoral this afternoon. That announcement on September 8th, 2022, began the reign of Charles III. And Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth did have a South Florida connection, one that we will be exploring today, this day in Miami history. May 17th, 1991, the day that Queen Elizabeth II visited Miami and other parts of South Florida too. The high times, the low times, all in the nightlife.
Now, technically, Elizabeth Windsor wasn't the first head royal to spend time in Miami. Her uncle, then the Duke of Windsor and formerly King Edward VIII, visited Miami in 1940 so that his wife, Wallace Simpson, could get dental surgery. He and his wife were stationed in Bahamas for most of World War II after he abdicated the throne in order to marry the American socialite from Baltimore. I'm naturally very glad to set foot in America again. Although it is pretty tough on her to have to undergo a dental operation the first time she returns to her native land after so many years. However, we hope that she will get well quickly and that we shall be able to enjoy a few days rest and quiet and see something of Miami and Florida before we go back to the Bahamas. And while Queen Elizabeth wouldn't visit South Florida until the 1990s, her husband, Prince Philip, actually visited decades before. In 1966, he spent time in Miami in support of a charitable cause. The International Variety Clubs, now known as Variety, a children's charity, were designed to raise funds and support the care of sick and needy children in communities across the United States and eventually around the world. In particular, Prince Philip was involved in bringing variety clubs to the United Kingdom. And in 1966, he visited Variety Children's Hospital, just west of Coral Gables, what's now known as Nicholas Children's Hospital, one of the foremost hospitals in pediatric care in America. After visiting with patients at the hospital, a 700-person banquet at the Fontainebleau Hotel raised a quarter of a million dollars for Variety Children's Hospital. Not bad for 24 hours of work. As head royal, Queen Elizabeth II made seven official state visits to the United States. The most common stop was Washington, D.C., for obvious reasons. And each state visit would usually have a large city alongside that D.C. visit, like Chicago or New York. There would also be visits to places of particular historical significance to the United States, like Jamestown or Williamsburg, Virginia. Finally, these state visits would often feature side trips to locations that were significant to the president in office at the time. For example, in 1983, President Ronald Reagan hosted Queen Elizabeth II and provided a rather extensive tour of California, his home state, featuring visits to cities like San Diego, Palm Springs, Los Angeles, Sierra Madre, Duarte, Santa Barbara, San Francisco, Sacramento, Stanford, Palo Alto, and Yosemite. The visit in 1991, when then-President George H.W. Bush served as host, combined a little bit of categories one, two, and three, and Miami was the benefactor. The 1991 trip would consist of Washington, D.C., as well as Arlington, Virginia, and Baltimore for an Orioles baseball game, a visit to the Bush's adopted home state of Texas, and a stop in Miami. Just before two this afternoon, a chartered Concorde carrying the royal entourage touched down at Miami International Airport, and at the stroke of two, Her Majesty and Prince Philip emerged from the jet. She was welcomed to the Sunshine State by Governor Lawton Childs and Miami Mayor Xavier Suarez. That, of course, WPLG's Dwight Lauderdale describing the scene at Miami International. It was not as ornate of a welcome as Pope John Paul II had received in 1987, the Queen had a very tight schedule, and she was only going to be in Miami for a short period of time. Her first stop, Booker T. Washington Middle School in Overtown. She was given a tour of the school by students, 
and then was treated to a performance by the middle school band. The visit was not without controversy. Queen Elizabeth II came about a year after the city of Miami and South Florida in general had rather botched the visit of Nelson Mandela to South Florida, sparking controversy and a boycott among black Miamians. Boycott Miami activists, including Billy Hardiman, made it very clear that they did not love the double standard between Queen Elizabeth II and the man who would become president of South Africa. We are trying to let the city know that they spent money for the queen and which maybe she deserves. But we think our king, Mandela, deserves the same type of protocol, nothing less. The protests were noted, but the most contentious part of the queen's visit didn't do with relations with black Americans. It dealt more with the queen and England's relationship with Ireland. Large protests could be seen in Baltimore and other parts of the country. And there was even a small outpost of Irish Americans protesting along Biscayne Boulevard. We call upon the Queen of England to speak up for justice. But others had a different agenda and took advantage of the Queen's visit to get a message across, protesting on Biscayne Boulevard against the 21 years of British presence in Northern Ireland. There were two other major events on the Queen's schedule that day. The first one, a visit to Vizcaya, a classic for any high-profile figure visiting South Florida. However, the visit was interrupted by rain. There was an exchange of gifts, but the Queen didn't spend too much time at the beautiful mansion on Biscayne Bay. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The showpiece event, however, was an evening reception aboard the yacht Britannia. Even traveling to the yacht from Vizcaya would be its own kind of royal show. The Queen and, of course, the uh, Duke of Edinburgh boarded the Royal Barge, which is really a 40-foot launch at Vizcaya. She was accompanied, of course, by 35 of her entourage, and the barge made its way along South Bayshore Drive by Centennial Park. It was one of the few chances that Miamians had of seeing Her Majesty if they were to look very, very closely. Of course, as you mentioned, they were trying to outrun that bad weather that was headed this way. A 21-gun salute from the Ambuscade, a boat that was, of course, sent here to guard the Britannia, signaled the Queen was about to board the Britannia. Now, once on board, she will rest and repair for her dinner, a big night ahead. As you can imagine, the dinner wasn't any quiet affair. It was one of the biggest social events Miami had seen in many a year. Former President Reagan and his wife Nancy were joined by another former president, Gerald Ford and his wife Betty. Florida's political leaders were well represented too. Governor Lawton Childs, Senator Bob Graham, Miami Mayor Xavier Suarez, and Metro-Dade Mayor Steve Clark were among the select few. Miami Archbishop Edward McCarthy was aboard for a special evening with the Queen. 
Local Miami News didn't have cameras on board the Britannia, so it was impossible for them to know at the time what exactly was going on. They knew who the cast of characters were, and they knew the dinner menu that night. However, nothing much else was known about the discussions on board the ship, and there was no reason to think that was going to change. Except there's one small factor, one thing that gives us incredible insight into some of the conversations that night. A project that wouldn't be released for almost another year, and a project that probably most Miamians were never even aware of. Documentarian Edward Murtzoff was working on a project, a film entitled Elizabeth R., A Year in the Life of the Queen. It would eventually be released on the BBC in 1992, but clips, intimate moments from this 1991 trip were featured as part of the documentary. Elizabeth R., the first officially approved documentary about the British monarchy since royal family in 1969, followed the Queen for most of 1991. It was made to mark the Queen's Ruby Jubilee, which is her 40th anniversary on the throne. Considering it was approved by the royal family, you can imagine it's not the most negative approach towards the Windsors. However, it is a really interesting look at the Queen at a cocktail party. Uh, first off, you get to hear the Queen essentially running the show, asking about what is available from the waitstaff. You'll note here, she's asking for coffee, not just for any old person, but for former President Ronald Reagan. Do you have any decaffeinated coffee? It's just coming through, John. It's coming through, so it's been through. Thank you. It's coming. Oh, well. I mean, I, you know, we're, we're, we, you know, we, do, we try our best. It's coming. Another great moment that actually doesn't involve the Queen at all features former President Gerald Ford talking with a British guest about a knee joint replacement he had had the year before and the difficulty that it created when trying to travel. It's amazing how much metal they put in. I have to carry a car to get through the airport secured. So yours sounds off. Yes. Mine must be more deep-seated because mine doesn't sound off. A familiar local voice also appeared in the documentary as Archbishop Edward McCarthy mentioned in conversation the similarities between the Queen's visit in 1991 and that of Pope John Paul II in 1987 that we referenced in an earlier episode. The common trait, of course, was rain. I'm finding great comfort in the fact that even though it rained on the Queen today, it actually rained on the Pope when he was in Miami too. So we're accustomed to showing our blessings on people by raining on them. Perhaps most illuminating was a conversation between the Queen and Reagan about social services and how they have impacted Western democracies. Some useful context, this conversation is about four months after the resignation of Margaret Thatcher as Prime Minister of the United Kingdom. Thatcher, a close ally to Reagan, and the Queen's Prime Minister for more than a decade. But you see, all the democracies are bankrupt now. Because, you know, because of the, of the way that the, 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 the services have, have been planned for, for people to grab. Well, I know we tried to get some of these things changed and reduce them. And with that, the Queen's time in Miami came to an end. The Royal Marines Band performed Beat Retreat, and Her Majesty's Yacht Britannia pulled away from Miami Harbor and sailed out into the Atlantic Ocean, heading for Tampa.
there was a little bit more South Florida fun to be had before the stop on the Gulf Coast. It was to one tiny island 68 miles up the coast that the royal party came to see Fort Jefferson. The Queen and Prince Philip were certainly dressed for a tropical weekend. Their escorts, the US Rangers, who now man this national monument. The rest of the weekend was spent away from the cameras, with time to meander among the islands, picnic on the beach, and swim in the warm seas. It was truly a whirlwind day in the Magic City. The Queen stayed less than 24 hours, arriving on a Concorde and departing on a yacht. But it was unquestionably a moment for the city to remember. The head of state of the United Kingdom and a coronated queen visiting Miami, Florida. As always, I want to give thanks to the sources that were really essential in the production of this episode. First off, uh, the old friends at newspapers.com and the New York Times Time Machine. It's actually very helpful into digging into some of the information about Prince Philip's 1966 visit. Um, I also want to let you know about a couple of good video resources that I found that were uh, really essential. First off, Wolfson Archive. I shout them out every episode. Really do go and check it out. Um, but there are two really good, important British uh, film pieces that I use. First off, uh, the film I mentioned uh, in the course of the episode, Elizabeth R. Um, you can find that uh, if you just Google Elizabeth R. 1991 documentary. Uh, and you'll find a link to that on Vimeo. Um, additionally, there was a TV program produced by ITN and hosted by Bill Neely called The Queen in the USA. Um, that is uh, where I was able to get some additional information about the visit. And um, yeah, just some great background um, about the Queen and, and that 1991 stopover in Florida. Um, I, I do want to give a quick acknowledgement to something that I've shared on social media, but not in the uh, any episode yet. And that is the fact that um, this day in Miami history was recognized by the Florida Historical Society uh, with the 2023 Hampton Dunn Digital Media Award. Um, I will actually be collecting that um, award at their uh, annual uh, public history gathering uh, in Lakeland, Florida on Thursday, um, the 18th. So when you're listening to this, I might actually be there. Um, I, I do want to thank them uh, for acknowledging uh, the work that we're able to do the year. And of course, I want to thank you, um, the listener, for uh, being so encouraging and supportive of this project. It really wouldn't be anything um, without a, a strong listener base uh, to deliver great episodes to you each month. Hopefully, they're great episodes. Um, as always, if you have any feedback, uh, you can contact me, thisdaymiamipod at gmail.com uh, or on our social media accounts at thisdaymiamipod on Twitter and Instagram. Some great feedback on Instagram recently, so I'm really appreciating folks there. And as always on Twitter, uh, I mean, a lot of longtime listeners found the show there. You can also find us This Day in Miami History on Facebook uh, and on Mastodon. Um, so without further ado, as always, thank you for listening. Look forward to talking to you again next month. And until then, I've been Matthew Bunch. The high times and low times, all in the nightlife. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.